You're listening to the sounds of KPAF AM 890 broadcasting from the top of Scorpion Hill, serving Springwell, Nevada, <clears throat> and the men and women of Filer Air Force Base. This is Nick Charles with your late night news and event updates. Filer Air Force Base has announced that last week's animal anxiety vaccine was a great success. As Springwell's residents have resumed morning jogs with their canines and lazy afternoon naps with their felines. Colonel Blanchard also reports that all areas surrounding Ellison Drive are now open following the removal of military training equipment. The base is also happy to report the replacement of 110,000 cubic feet of sand in the area where the exercises were performed. The sand replacement initiative was designed to keep Springwell clean and healthy. Springwell's weather has finally appeared to return to normal after a week of unexpected desert storms. Climate change really has reached everywhere, huh, folks? Springwell Electric reports that the surprise storms led to some much-needed upgrades to the electrical grid. The various upgrades were completed ahead of schedule thanks to the help of military electricians and equipment. Mayor Taro's office would like to remind Springwell residents that, and I quote, a strong town is made up of strong leadership. And as the challenges from last week are quickly resolved, please remember the man that led the charge when you cast your mayoral votes this November. Vote Mayor Taro, because term limits are for losers. But the real story for today was the funeral of one of Springwell's own, Luke McKnight. Many of you remember him as the caretaker of Dry Creek Camp, but for myself and a few other lucky fools, at Moonlighters, he was extended family. Twenty-seven people attended the closed casket memorial this afternoon, held at Boot Hill Cemetery. Dr. Albert Hynek reported earlier today that Luke suffered disfiguring burns the night of the storm, possibly due to a problem with his electrical panel. I'll never forget the first time I met Luke. I was like 10 years ago. And he was organizing these living in the wild camping excursions around Bedrock Dam. Layla and Benny dragged me up there for the weekend. I was, I was like, why? And Luke was so excited and curious about the outdoors. He somehow made sleeping on the ground <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, I remember him showing me how to make a fish trap with a beer in one hand. <laughs> yeah, we were real survivalists, weren't we? Man, I wish we could just be fishing at the dam right now. So tonight, I'm going to play a sad song, folks, for a lost friend. Here's to you, Luke.
So who are my insomniacs out there tonight? We got a few minutes to chat if you'd like to call. Oh, here's one now. Good evening. This you're on the air. Hey Nick, it's Layla. I'm still over at Moonlighter. Haven't left really. Hey Layla. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'd be there with y'all. It was really nice hanging out with everybody after the funeral, though. Uh, are you guys still going to be there in about uh, half an hour? Yeah, but I was totally thinking about what you said about Luke in that camping trip. It was a really great time. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Maybe, maybe we could talk after. I mean, I'm almost... Why did anybody see the body, Nick? How can the hospital not even let the family see him? I hear you, Layla. But the hospital said he was badly burned? That smug, young doctor doesn't have any right to decide what we can see and can't see. Something's going on, Nick. I can smell it. Layla, uh, I know this is hard for you. It's hard for everybody. We just gotta you know, be able like, I will always be here for you, Nick. But I can't believe you're not taking this seriously. Layla? Hello. Well, hang in there, Layla. I'll be over there in a few. We've got time for one more caller. You're on the air. Don't trust that Dr. Nick. His family is well acquainted with these sorts of things. Ah, the almighty GM. I suppose you're going to tell me he's making Soylent Green out of Luke's body. You think I'm telling you what's going on for my sake? If you want to bury your head in the sand, be my guest. There's plenty of it shipped in just for you off of Ellison Drive. Listen, GM. I've had a rough day. I put my friend in the ground, and I have grieving friends. I really don't want to go back and forth with you right now. It's just not oh, the time. Oh, your friend. Your friend? Let me tell you about death, Nick. I've seen death. I've seen Charlie bury my friends alive in booby-trap bunkers. You wouldn't know death if it spit in your face. And that's why you're so sappy about your buddy, Luke. He ain't dead. You're not willing to open your eyes. Fool. You fool eyes. Foolish eyes. And what do you eyes. know about my friend, huh? Tell me, GM. I'd love to know. You, you kids these days, no respect for the people that made this country what it is. I, I didn't need to tell you anything. Just answer a couple of questions for me. Why, why was Luke in a hospital gown when he was found? What's with all the radio chatter the night of the storm? Who are they looking for? What about the vans outside the hospital three nights ago? Gowns? What do you, what vans? Rumors, GM, plain and simple. I know what happened. They went to the hospital to get me, but he got away. It's just like that fire downtown. These fools are just hoping that their problems 
away with their own, but it ain't over. Who's they? Do you, do you hear yourself right now? I'm the one that lost a friend, but I'm not the one living in denial. Oh, you're in denial, Nick. I've been hearing it on the radio constantly. I don't, I don't, I don't know all of the code words, but they still, they're still looking for someone. Two someones, to be exact. And it's a big effort. Well-coordinated, spread out all over the desert. They're hoping to find some bodies. They're hoping they get lucky and find these guys overcome hiding in the wilderness. I don't think that's going to happen. Hiding in the wilderness. Why would Luke go Your to the wilderness? is an outdoorsman, right? Right. A guy like that could probably survive on instinct out there, and uh, he's still trying to wake up from what he saw. That instinct might be the only thing he has. What he saw? What do you think? What What was it that he saw, Jim? What did he see in that trailer? When I was in man, I knew this snake eater, a real nut job that liked hiding in the jungle for days with a sniper rifle. He saw one too many villages get their Christmas napalm delivery, and he snapped. <laughs> and what what did he see? Where are you going with all this? God. Well, that special forces guy lived out in the jungle for three weeks before they got his mind back. I think your buddy is out there on a mind-walking self. That's why they're out there looking for him. He's only a civilian that he's the only civilian that saw what they covered up out there near the dam. Covered up? Man, what are you thinking? Remember the Air Force? That 110,000 cubic feet of sand? That's enough to cover two football fields a foot deep. And they trucked all that out. All that topsoil. There weren't any gunshots or explosions heard during the so-called exercises. What were they cleaning up? Well, I got a good idea. And I think Luke saw it. Listen, GM. Thanks for calling in. That's quite a story you gave us, but it sounds a lot like a conspiracy mixed with a bit of wishful thinking. I would rather respect the memory of my friend than believe some midnight desert fairy tale. We're out of time, and I need to grab a cold one with some friends and family. This is Nick Charles signing off. And then we'll return to your regularly scheduled military programming. ABAF is the division of McGuire Broadcasting, providing music and news to the men and women of the armed forces. The views and opinions expressed during this local news and event updates are not necessarily shared by the McGuire Broadcasting and its subsidiaries.